0: Now, did you guys hear my prayer just now? No. Okay, great. That was a warm-up. Awesome. Let's do it again. (laughs) So this is Angela. Good afternoon, good morning to everybody. I just had a chance to pray myself in, and now I'll pray us all in. So, yeah, just taking a, a deep breath here. Again, placing our hands on our hearts, getting centered connecting with our higher Holy Spirit selves and inviting the spirit guides, the angels, the archangels, all that guide us from the divine to just be present with us now. And just having deep gratitude that we can be together in this sacred space to share authentically knowing that all that's present in our life is is for our healing and our highest good. And we trust that that is so, and we just allow ourselves to heal and surrender to the moment to love. With deep gratitude, we allow this to be. And so it is. Amen. Okay, good. Now that worked. Hello everybody. I'm so happy to be with you. And I just allow you guys to take over.
1: <laughs> well, Mary this is Philip. Good morning. Mary and I just finished uh, the facilitating the one call. It was very it was it was wonderful as usual. Um but because of that, I see who's on, and it's a very small group. They had a smaller group than usual, and we have a very small group.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Hi, Chris from the UK. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Philip. Hi, Leslie from Michigan. Hi, Leslie. And Mary from San Diego. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the conversations from that um since uh, the one call this morning that I had not yet listened to Living a Course in Miracles, Patricia uh Rubles and um after listening to a couple people who have this morning, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, has
2: it did anyone else listen? That must be a note. I listened to about
3: half of it, Philip, but I didn't listen to all of it.
1: Ah, so it, it was not the same effect for you that it People, a couple of people really, really got into it, they said, but do you you mind if I, if you share what you experienced? Not to put you on the pressure. Uh, like.
3: No, no, it's funny. I don't mind. It's just, I'm trying to be outside and my husband's cutting the grass, which I'm very grateful for, but it's just a little noisy. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately, it was when it, when I said I listened to about half of it, I was Getting ready for work and it's the type of class that you really need to be, uh, not distracted with, I feel. And she really did a great job of explaining the different realms and the violent flame and things like that. So I feel like I could listen to it a few times and take notes and because I've never really, um, Sally, my prayer partner and I were talking about this a little bit on our prayer call and uh, and I just, I have never really understood the Violet Flame, so I feel like I was starting to get it a little bit more after listening to part of that class, but I definitely want to listen to more of it.
1: Kind of curious, who did you say your prayer partner was? I didn't recognize the name. Uh, Sally. Oh,
3: yes. Sally, from, yeah, Sally from Toronto. They uh, yeah. That has an just... English accent. <laughs>
1: No, of course. I just didn't hear it with the name. Right.
2: How about you, Bill?
3: What did they have to say on the other class?
1: Well, um, Miles, uh, who I met in New York uh, during the Living Course in Miracles Conference, I mean, I'm sorry, not living, during the Course in Miracles Conference, um, he's probably, I don't think he'll mind me saying this, he's pretty much of a Course in Miracles, is his. Dedicated path, so um, it's his one and only path, so to speak. But he was—he was initially, he said, the first thirty seconds or so, he was—he was turned off that she wasn't a course of Miracles student. But then he opened his mind, opened up, and he just had a—he said he was. Mary, you may correct me. He—he um, he was just—he just floated uh, because he really. Um, it wasn't an intellectual understanding, I don't think, for him. It was any, uh an uh, experiential feeling. And I, he also mentioned uh, her recording of her son who transitioned and, record- and sent music from the other side. I don't know how he did it, but there's, it's on her website. And I have listened to that several times myself, and it does that music takes me into another place, too, as, as a lot of spiritual music does, but... Mary what was your understanding of it if you don't mind
2: well
4: I I agree with what you said you know I think it's it's just as personal experience and all of us will have our own personal experience you know Um, and everybody's experience is different so that's about all I can say (laughs) But I'm looking forward to listening to the call. Should be it should be uh, really good. And you know, I, I when they were talking, they were, I really believe that whether it's a Course in Miracles teacher or not, if it's the truth with a capital T, it kind of transcends all spiritual disciplines. And you know, when we hear it, we know it in our heart and in our mind. Not the brain, but in our our mind, and so uh you know, I think we're really i feel very blessed to have that awareness where a couple of years ago I may not well, I guess I've always kind of when I heard the truth, I always kind of knew if it was true or not, but uh, I think that that was a point that came across throughout the class, which I think is a you know it it's you have to really be open and willing to listen and to hear that rather than close your mind
2: down and say, Well oh, that's not a Course a Miracles teacher or so I think that's a that's a real blessing.
1: You know, I was I'll just share this little history of my own spiritual uh, path. I was brought up in a fundamentalist um Upbringing and my dad was an an minister and missionary, so I I did I wouldn't say rebel was a correct term, but I I certainly was turned off to that kind of thing. And so during my twenties, I can't remember when I discovered the course, but um, I was very it was when I found the course. It was definitely I knew it was my path. It was also my path because it stated it is not the only way. So coming from a, an upbringing that said this is the only way, it was um, refreshing, and that's why it was important for me, that aspect of it. Because truth, like you just said, is it's going to speak to different people in different forms based upon their upbringing and personality and everything. That's it. We don't have to discuss this anymore. <laughs> I just... Right, was mentioning that I guess one thing to talk about is Linda's uh she's not on the i i can see she's not on the call and I, I, for those of you who don't have facebook uh, you you may or may not know that Linda's uh, Father passed away suddenly, so um, she is my new prayer partner, and I have not, uh, we were going to schedule for tomorrow, so I'm going to reach out to her to see if she's still doing it, but
2: um, our hearts, you know, our prayers go out to her. Good morning, this is Nancy. Nancy Q, can you hear me?
1: Yes, hi Nancy.
5: Um, I was—I had the, uh, my tablet on. I was listening at the end of the previous call, and I was waiting for um,
2: this one to start. So I don't know if it's recording or not. I just—I uh, just called in just to check. So I—I I don't know what you were talking about. You know.
3: Okay, well, Philip, it's just you're reading my mind because right before you spoke about Linda, I was going to say, let's all take a, a moment just to pray for Linda and her family, because, as you said, Philip, her dad suddenly died, and we know she, her mom, had just had all that that nine-hour heart surgery, and that has been quite seemingly a stressful situation, and. I've just been holding the light and the love for Linda, for her and her family and her mom. And I believe the services are going to be today. So we don't know what anything is for, but we just love, love, love Linda. And I know her faith is going to get her through this. And I wish she was here, cause I would give her a big giant hug. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you say when somebody dies suddenly like that? I don't know what to. There's nothing to say, I don't think. You know, cause in the world it seems, it you know, we only know two bits. So the only thing I can really do is pull pona pona, and I wanna say I'm so sorry, and why did this happen? And but I don't, I don't know what anything is for, and. I know that, I do know that her dad is in a way better realm than we are right now. So I'm always really happy for the person that died. It's just those of us that are left behind that it can seemingly seem so
2: difficult. So Linda, when you listen to this, just know that I love you and we all love you. And dad's got this.
3: It just makes me sad to think of her in pain right now, and I know that she is, you know. I shouldn't say that. I don't know anything, but...
2: Anybody else have any thoughts on grief or have an experience with a sudden death like that? It's Mary. From my experience, death,
4: regardless if you're anticipating it and it's been a chronic thing and then it happens, when they make that transition, it's you never you're never ready for it, whether it's expected or sudden. You know, you're just you can't really compare you really can't prepare yourself. You think you're prepared, but you know, when it happens it's a it's a different experience. So it's um
3: And the only thing in my experience, Mary, and I totally agree with what you just said is And I know time doesn't really exist, but in my experience, that's the only thing that has helped me get through it was, you know, one minute at a time, one day at a time. The more time that seemingly goes by, it just gets, you know, that hole in your heart just gets a little bit smaller, so to speak. Not that you ever forget or... It's just like with time, the day-to-day gets a little bit easier. But I also know that's not comforting to say to somebody that's grieving.
2: So. We're a very quiet group this morning. I think this is
3: when it's so important to just to not judge. And I think that's where our spiritual training can be really helpful. Well, I just want to lighten the mood just a little tiny bit. Um, Some of you that aren't on Facebook or are on Facebook may remember that a while back I was really, really annoyed at my husband just because he would buy so many bananas and then they would start, they would get rotten and we'd end up throwing out like four of them. And it just really perturbed me. And I wrote in Facebook that, oh my gosh, I love my husband more than bananas. And I came to the realization that I really do love my husband more than bananas, obviously and I was just being silly to get so irritated about it well what I didn't say and and I totally did I forgave it it didn't bother me anymore when I saw the brown bananas on the counter I just let it be was no big deal well about a week went by and this this has been several months ago and he's never bought bananas again (laughs) and I just thought it was so funny and I, I finally asked him I'm like honey how come you quit buying bananas he's like oh I don't know I just I decided oh, I don't want to eat them anymore for a while. And I was just like, wow.
2: <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. Mary and I had a a long talk with Jennifer on um,
6: Sacred Circle about uh, friends and friendship and who bothers us, who doesn't bother us, and that. And um, she repeated, and I've seen it too, is that once you forgive it, and if it, it, it quits, all of a sudden they'll do the same thing and it won't bother you anymore. you'll see, oh, my gosh, they're doing that. Or one friend will do something and
2: it won't bother you, but another one does it and you want to pull their ears off. You know, know, that was such a powerful um, session that I decided that
4: I'm just going to sit down and transcribe all of it because it was so applicable to just challenging relationships, period. I mean, Jennifer just had a way of putting it all together, and it was just so, I just thought that, you know, it was so profound. Um, Chris was sharing deeply, and uh, that's what started it, and then I had a few things to say, and Carla had a few things to say, but it was a relatively small call, but it was just so deep, and have you started transcribing any of that, Chris?
0: No,
6: no. I um I was going to I I say I'm going to transcribe things and then don't do it and I I was going to have y'all pray for me so that I do do it. But um uh some fun stuff that's going on is my stepson's going to be here Monday for 3 days and I'm really excited about just being here with him. And I'm I spent a lot of time organizing Ethan's tickets and we just got him tickets he's going to be with me for two and a half weeks in the end of June and first of July and um, so but I I, think should calm down as soon as Mike and this and Janet leave and then it's it's on my priority list because you know you you listen to this and you listen to that you think oh that's good that's good and then you think Oh, I forgot that. And then you ask the same question over again. And you think, I can't ask this question over again or be upset by this if I don't really pay attention to what meant so much to me. So um, I do intend to transcribe it. Unless Mary gets it first, and sends yeah. If it I me. get it first, I'll
4: I'll give it to you, and then maybe you could post it in for in Facebook because it was just so powerful, and it was a type of deep soulful listening. I, I couldn't even take notes; I was just it just took me to a different. I can't even you know it's hard to put words on it because words are symbols, but it was just you know we were all so deeply connected that. You know, I think it took Jenna, Jennifer to into a deeper space, and you know, the truth just came pouring out of Jennifer, and it was just so applicable to any kind of relationship. And it was, it was just, it just really moved me. I could get tears just talking about it, because I'm having a challenging relationship with um, a couple of my neighbors, and I, I thought. I was going to have a conversation with them, but I thought, no, I'm going to wait till I transcribe it. I'm going to practice it. This is something I know is going to be a soulful lesson for me that I can take. Once I learn it and learn how to talk to people, I mean, it goes beyond uh, Marshall Rosenberg communication compassionately. I mean, it just go takes it to a soulful level where you're taking complete responsibility for everything and how it just really – diffuses the situation, you know, our safety lies in our defenselessness, and we are, when we defend ourselves, we are attacked, you know, 153 and and 135, those two lessons, but it just, it just
6: pulls all of that together, it's just so beautiful. So, um, you know, it was our, it was our whole group that was on that day, and I don't know if Jennifer can um recover that or what do you call it uh, that um recording and um use it as part of something, you know, and not have to do it over. That would be a um certainly would be a bonus class in my mind.
4: I don't I know. Maybe she
6: could
2: make it like
4: available her. to our to our class. I don't know all the technology and everything, but, you know, we could mm-hmm. ask. All she
2: can say is yes or no. Mhm but again- again, like mary says if if um I couldn't,
6: without listening to it again, put two sentences together because I just sat there and was um it was like I was willing. I wanted to do this. It's like you think, oh, yeah, sure, I could do some. And I thought, you know, yeah, I really do want to make um, my friendships holy or um, intimate. Whereas if you just let it go and you don't do anything about it, it'll stay the same or get or get more irritable. And, and I thought, yeah, you know, I have to be a little bit vulnerable, um, but the
2: outcome – the results would certainly be worth it. And I love the way, you know, her words are so
4: kind. The conversation starts with, you know, I really love you, and our re- our relationship is really important to me. You know, she just sets the stage, and she just goes, you know, really into the heart, and,
2: you know, it just... Uh, I guess the willingness, you know, like
4: you said, Chris, the willingness to listen and be an open and just, you know, by the end of the conversation, the person knows in their being, you know, how blessed it is to have heard a conversation like this because it doesn't happen every day. It just, uh, you know, the value of that, I think, can heal
2: lifetimes of relationships Just just for kicks, the reason the question I had um,
6: was about uh, judgment and this and that because I have a friend who's on Facebook, and I use it to keep in touch with my family, and she had 33 posts in one day, or likes, or I got 33, you know, I kept going through it, and I couldn't, I just said, I don't have time for this, just, you know, let me, and I, I didn't want to unfriend her, which I probably am going to because she's still doing it, <laughs> and uh um or i have to learn how to work facebook so that i um i don't get all these uh inputs from from people and um but uh, um the conversation went further because uh my history is that she talks and i have to i i and i like her for you know enjoy some parts of it and then um, it gets just like too much, and uh, I don't know how to to make it make it work. And uh, I think that's enough, probably said until we get it transcribed. Oh, Mary,
3: that yeah. class. Um, that that sounds like it's really powerful. Was that helpful then to you, Chris? What you learned from the class, or
6: well, part part of the stuff. That um, that I'm going to say settled in me is that when I start looking at even any relationship, where you're just on oh, this about it, and if something doesn't isn't real smooth, and everything is presented to us for some reason, and I think well, I'm not really being calm within myself to have a shift in this. I have to sort of begin to pay attention that if something annoys me, even if it's, you know, somebody um, ignoring me in a meeting, you know, my interpretation is they ignored me or didn't say something, and I could let it go or be angry at them, I think now, okay, there's a part of me that likes to be angry at them, and then I thought N- that's that's not wholesome <laughs> you, know? and is that what I really, really want? Don't i wouldn't i I'd rather be okay with what anybody says, and if something is presented as an irritation to me rather than to judge and whatever or get angry or go home and be mad. Why don't I why don't I work with it? And I'm going, okay. So it was is it kind of like a settling in me that I'm asking and me, I'm asking for gentle things. Um that would be a gentle
2: healing. If I took my part and did the invisible, and then
6: picked up the language that I could have this conversation with somebody who um, I cared about, or even somebody I didn't care about—you know—didn't have a real connection with, even though. So it's—it's it, it's, again, I guess, willingness. It triggered willingness in me. Let me put it this way: it triggered the exploration of willingness in me because um, it brings up uh, fear. What if they say this? What if they say that? What if I react again? What if I get worse? What if, what if, what if, what if? And um, um, that's why I said I wanted to to transcribe this, read it, practice it, practice it with somebody who's going to love me or doesn't trigger me, you know, and then um, use it when, be ready, be practiced to be able to use it if I get triggered by something again, or, you know, or take the initiative to say, okay, you know, blah, blah, blah happened, will you help me with this? Because I really, really love you. You know, and I mean, even just to say that to somebody who, who you have been triggered, you know, has a trigger, just by saying those few words is, is a, a little bit scary to me, you know. And, you know, to be
4: so honest with the other person, you know, I'm really feeling like there's a lot of judgment coming up on me. You know, I feel the judgment coming, coming up. You know, to to be able to tell somebody that, you know, takes a, that it's a risk
2: that you're
6: that you're afraid
4: of. Can you help? Treatment? You know, you 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 tell the person you're you're feeling whatever you're feeling. The judgments are coming up, and can you help me? You know, you're you are basically helping, asking them to help you. But first, you're disclosing the depth. That you're feeling and that does put you in a vulnerable per situation but that person can also it opens up empathy in them which is so beautiful
3: well it may open up empathy I mean in this group absolutely I can see doing that with anybody on this call but just somebody that let's just say somebody that irritates me that I don't really know very well I don't know if I would if I could say that to them. Because well, that's I don't, when I don't you, trust you, start in, you start in
6: you start the invisible first and pray for the opportunity when they will be open and you talk to their guides and teachers in the invisible, and have a conference in the, in the invisible. And then if they don't, you talk to their their um, guides and teachers or their their inner inner child. I'm I'm not sure what what words she used. Hmm. And um, and it really doesn't matter what the person does or doesn't do at that time, as long as you can get clear, knowing that if they don't respond in a way that would be what you would say that you would like to hear them respond, that you you're okay with it, and then generally, what happens is you'll either be okay with it or they'll disappear out of your life, and you'll know that you've done. The internal healing on yourself, and presented their uh, guides and teachers, and inner child, and whatever with um, energies, or, or you've taken your, you know, the whole pono pono stuff. You've taken your uh, energy. This you've you balanced. You you balanced your energy that was in that situation, so that they would be more open to healing. And if it's not with you, it could be with another person. Or they at least heard it on a, some
2: level or got to them. It isn't,
3: part, isn't part of the reason, though, that we get irritated? Well, number one, I think it's because I at least, you know, we may tend to take things personally when it's really not, may not be about us. And also because it just seems like it always comes down to the same thing that we're, And I should say I, we, we are judging the situation because if something's irritating me, I'm obviously judging it that it should be different than the way it is, right?
4: Right. Yeah.
3: the thing is, you know, like my situation, you know,
4: you may not have to, if you're triggered, you may not have, you don't want to talk to that person. Like my situation (laughs) with my sisters, I don't, I can do this work without even, they have Asked me not to call them. It's been two years since I spoke to them. They don't want to talk to me. And I, Jennifer said, you know, you don't no no need no words to be uh, need to be said. That I go in meditation and I connect with my Holy Spirit, and I ask my Holy Spirit to contact their Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit we all invite their guides and my guides and i can speak to them through the angels and the holy spirits on all sides so there would be at least i you know the way i look at it there's you know there's this whole spiritual realm i just imagine everybody sitting in a room and all these spirits and the holy spirit and angelical angels archangels you know i'm communicating on that level and there's a tremendous amount of healing that can take place without me, even dead people, um, without me even talking about them. And the healing, you suspend your judgment of what the healing should look like. You, You have to be willing to completely offer that up to the Holy Spirit, because we don't know what it looks like. So if you're willing and open, and I've done this a couple times, and it just left me with feeling so peaceful because ultimately that's what I want is peace. And um, I, after this conversation that Chris had, I feel it, I asked Jennifer about you know I felt this maybe I should contact my sisters again. And Jennifer didn't tell me that to physically call them on the phone. She just gave me an alternative to working with them without you know, honoring the fact that they don't want to hear from me, but working with them for my peace and my mind. And this type of um, working in the invisible world can heal generations of patterns and dysfunction back to the root cause. Um, So, you know, this angel stuff and, uh, you know, it's something that I've just really, I mean, I was aware of it, but I really didn't, have the direct application or the direct experience of it. I don't think I was completely open until um Jennifer early on in 2014, she recommended working in the invisible world world with my sister. So that's kind of when I began the work. But now it's um uh, you know, it's it's gone to a deeper level. Because ultimately that's what I want. I want and I think that's what we all want in relationship is peace. And harmony and joy and when we're triggered it's it's just an obstacle. It's just cover the peace and the love is it, is there and when we release the the dysfunction, the love is still there. We're just releasing the dysfunctional part of the relationship and uncovering the love because the love has never gone away. The love is always there.
6: But we don't feel it. You know, I have this little piece of paper, um, and it's in my stack of papers that um, I go through all the time. You know, some things I should – where do you file this? What should I do? Oh, I'll do that later. And I have this in that stack, and I come across there every once in a while. And it says, you are not my problem. I am my problem. And I, I keep it in that stack of papers because I really feel like – I um, need to remember that, and that if I can truly take it on board and own it, then, then whatever it is, and uh, that's that's what I said when I I know that if you appear to be a problem, you're somehow you're a gift because I'm undoing something. I, I, I'm the opportunity to
2: undo something.
6: Then. That um, that's that's where I was able to get to, if only momentarily,
2: um, and then those moments get bigger. Because like Mary says,
6: what do you want? You want peace, and and then if somebody else wants to be angry, and that that's really you, you have to just let them. But you do your work. I do my work. Mm-hmm. My prayer partner,
4: Moira from Australia, she gave me this little saying, and I've been using it all week. Holy Spirit in me goes before me and clears the way. Holy Spirit tells me what to do and what to say. And I've been using that, you know, all week, and it just it's just so powerful. Um... And I just love it because it's simple, it's, it's um, rhythmic, it it rhymes a little bit, and it's just easy to remember.
2: So I just wanted to share that with the group.
3: Wow, it sounds like it was extremely powerful. Sacred Circle, I understand what you mean about it being deeper so that's thank you for sharing all that that was very very interesting and very helpful and mary i'll be your sister anytime you want <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> yeah. oh yes yay i have a sister in california what that what? means
6: you have to be mine that means you have to be my sister because i've adopted mary
3: okay well yeah well three sisters are better than two sisters right
6: (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're all brothers and sisters
4: that's
3: the truth i just it's hard for me i don't know your situation mary but i just i just think you're such a lovely person i mean yourself so well spoken and so i don't know i just love you and it just i just I just wanna wanna be that protective sister of you and tell your other sisters, you know, what the heck is the matter with you guys? You have this great gift in your life and you're not even appreciating her. <laughs> well, but
4: thank you. Thank you. I thanks. know
3: nothing, so Yeah. And Chris, you know I love you too. No jealousy between the sisters now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah you know, hearing this conversation reminds me of something Jennifer stuck with me and i I don't have a personal experience of sharing it, but um, even back and finding freedom, you know whenever we want to talk to someone, we have to really look at our own judgments within i mean if we're if we're going to talk to someone, we have to let go of any sort of like doing it out of making ourselves right and them wrong, but letting go of all that judgment and just be open and i think then spirit will lead us but
4: It's Mary, I just wanna ask for a prayer. I'm doing some very deep work. I'm in the physical therapy once a week and massage therapy twice a week and a lot of things are surfacing and, and from the past and you know, I just uh I've been through this type of um uh, this massage person is a psychologist too, so I've been through all these issues before but this time i'm really open to having a healing and i just have this knowing that things are going to shift for me in a in a in a healing manner and so i'm i'm really starting to develop some hope and um kind of uh move through the apathy and the grief and the fear and it just uh You know, I don't even know what it feels like not to be in that space. So I just want to really ask for everybody's prayer and support because it's really deep work. And, you know, so many times I just want to self-medicate and I don't want to feel anything. But so I'm finally willing to just, um, you know, I know that the, the truth is there and the healing is possible now where I really didn't know that before and i just really appreciate all the love and you know maybe say a bonus prayer for me or something <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's just such a lovely group of people here so thank you so much and um yeah just power me up with your prayers please
6: I feel like I'm in Star Wars, and I've got my beam of light touching me with it.
2: (laughs) Thanks. You all do know Star Wars is a spiritual movie.
6: You know, I, I have, um, had, I don't, I don't know if it's a reluctance, but kind of, uh, um, just not gotten into the habit of really asking for help and, and, um, like getting these airline tickets. Um, I actually sat down and did a little bit of meditation first. And if I, um, If I say it went smoothly, I can't actually say it went smoothly because there was twists and turns to it. But ultimately, all the little glitches turned out to find something that made it work better. And, um, um, yeah, and I have, you know, I have a Skype um, account that I can call to the states uh for unlimited I pay sixty you know, something dollars a year and have unlimited calling and it wouldn't go through. changed I changed my credit card, wouldn't go through, wouldn't go through. And I um couldn't get it to go so I thought, well I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And here I was able to change my plan and I wouldn't have even looked at that. To where I added the u k into the calling plan for just a couple more dollars, and it' is just it'll just free me up with being able to um call u k people easier because we have one phone line and I can use my cell phone through skype and uh and not tie up the um you know the landline. And I just was so pleased that I had a struggle getting these these uh,
2: payment made, and it it turned out to be definitely in my advantage. So, Chris, did I hear you say you asked for help with that? Where normally you wouldn't?
6: Uh, Well, um, I might. I might. I did more of a sitting still and getting centered, instead of just saying, "Okay, God, angels, help me with this." You know, I took the time and sat still with it and decided that it's not going to bother me all night long. That I'll figure it in the morning or something, and that's that's not been my my habit, my The the thing that just happens, you know, I kind of like took control of my calmness, you know, brought the calmness into it a bit. And if it didn't work, I just was trusting that it would work out, whatever it was. And um, and when it
2: came to a glitch, I thought, oh, well, you know, oh, well. And um, and here it turned out, you know, to my advantage.
3: Congratulations, Chris. That's awesome. awesome
2: yeah, awesome, I I, awesome. I, um,
6: I wouldn't wouldn't have even met, you know have known about this other plan if I I didn't have trouble trying to pay for the other one.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you that I'm a little worried now. So Skype, because I have to Skype Sally because she lives in Toronto and I'm in Michigan, but I don't have to pay for Skype, right? Isn't it usually free?
6: If you're doing
3: um, uh,
6: live uh, video, video to video isn't, but land um, if you make a landline phone call. Then there's a charge. It seems like it should be the other way around.
3: <laughs> okay, so if I if I Skype her on the computer and she's on the computer, then that's fine.
6: Yeah, but if okay. you call her landline, if you call right. her landline,
3: okay,
6: um, yeah, because that's what that's what I'm on right now. Or you know, is a landline. I mean, is a um, Skype to well, whatever the telephone number is that I use so if Skype I, if, to call. If I,
3: if I Skype you now, because I know we used to talk on the cell phone, but if I Skype you now on the computer,
6: that would be free.
3: Okay, got it. With it, with a, uh, video, video is
6: free. So I make a I make a Skype telephone call, and that's what
2: I pay for. Oh, I see. Okay. <sighs>
1: Well, I'm going to. I'm feeling a little moved to ask for this prayer request, which I'm a little hesitant to because it's kind of awkward. I've been watching my hockey team almost um, religiously. I'm not sure if it's fantasizing or self medicating or what. They're in the championship, and it's it's like nerve wracking in some ways. But um, I'm sure there's a spiritual lesson there for me too. So I felt the need to put that prayer request out there that I may be open because um, it's also an attachment <laughs> it's the wanting them to win, so and it may be innocent since it's just sport, but uh, it is something I thought lead to ask about or to share so in the in the um, uh to be authentic
6: yeah i think I think that's an interesting uh prayer request because you you know, especially like when your kids are playing games, hey, I want them to win. (laughs) There's no doubt I want them to win. But uh, to be okay if they don't. So I I understand where you're coming from. You know, and there's, you know, I I sometimes get... um, Jealous of people who are into sports because I don't have that passion about too much stuff, you know, and there's a passion there that uh, um, that that is there's something ex- exciting about the fact that they really care that much about something, you know? even though it, you know, like you say, it's going be all all of the above within your life through another person or, you know, or. or what attachments in that
2: is, but there's some energy that they pull together, boy. My stepson has come, instead
6: he's actually going to a um, a football game in Manchester, because he follows that team from from Ohio he follows a, a UK team and uh he's at the game i guess he's goes yeah. tomorrow
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and and you're saying football meaning british world football not british american football soccer soccer, soccer. yeah
6: <laughs> yeah yeah and he 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 cares enough about it to fly into manchester for 3 days to see this this game. And um I
2: mean I I you know, I just think that that's interesting to be, you know that excited about something. Of course I can tell you what I did to go see Gary Renard (laughs) or Jennifer. Nancy, are you on the call? Yeah, I'm here.
5: How are you? Not too good. I'm sorry. Um, I, w- I guess I have a prayer request. I have had... I am always... I'm always sitting here listening to you guys, and I always feel like um, my problems are too too overwhelming and i don't i'm just i've i'm always hesitant i never ask for help i never ask for prayers hardly ever i always feel like i'm not worthy of that and um i don't want to bring everybody down and everything like that so i sit here and listen to you guys and it's like you guys are making such progress in all this stuff and i'm just jealous and I'm just sitting here thinking, and I was yelling at my daughter. It's it's been a a hard week, especially yesterday and the day before and last night and this morning. And um, it's like I keep, I said this morning, I said, do you just want to stay there? Don't you want any to change? It's like, what do you want? I don't know what I want. Blah, blah, blah. Well, anyways, um, and I'm thinking what I was, you know, when you were talking about it's, the problem, you're not the problem, I'm, it's, you're not my problem, I'm my problem. And actually I was writing in my journal yesterday and that's or last night and that's what I also said. And yet somehow or other I just don't make the move to ask for help and, um, release. I just don't, I know what to do, I just don't do it. And I guess I want prayers for the, um, I don't want to ask for motivation because I will i terrible at <laughs> but um just...
2: willingness to be willing yeah i' keep saying that too, and it's like um i i have
5: i from my history and all the, all that stuff i have terrible tr-
2: trouble trusting um yes. So. It's you know,
5: so even trusting God, even though I know God is love and all of that stuff, I just, it's trust. I have terrible, I just have an awful time trying to, just trusting in um, anything. So, I don't know, maybe you can figure out what I want you to pray for. <laughs> Asking is like making myself vulnerable to, but is, is uh, it's just like it's yeah, trusting is it asking re- for me requires trust that I won't be hurt again. So and I know God only is only love and only wants good and doesn't hurt people. He
2: he only wants our our best. and the, So he won't actually hurt. Um,
5: anyway, if you, anybody can figure out something from that, I'd appreciate it.
6: Well, I'm going to make one suggestion. When you get in this thinking over thinking and thinking some more and thinking some more and just sit still and say no thinking no thinking worry on Wednesday no thinking (laughs) no thinking worry on Wednesday and Chris and I know Mary will help you we'll worry for you okay so you don't you don't have to worry we're going to worry for you and you do something else and then while you're in that muddle Know for sure, for sure, for sure that that energy triggers the rest of us on some level to pray for you, and you'll know that all of us are praying for you.
2: Okay, Okay. you understand? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when you're in in that in that muddle, and uh,
6: and then I I also would say do some trick like when you're feeling that really awful muddly feeling. Give it a color and a size and and just, but not any, you know, don't think about
2: how to fix it or anything, but give it a, like a color and a size and just sort of, then maybe, a, then, it, because it, it does, it gets smaller
6: if you do stuff like that. Okay. But doing no thinking, no thinking, no thinking. And then go get a coloring book and color or something. Do do something that's bake a cake.
2: Oh no well, thinking, I... no
6: thinking, no thinking.
5: Okay,
2: yeah, I've got two, yep. hands two hands
6: to bake a cake. Well, I'm only
5: one armed right at the moment. I'm. Yeah, sure. that's
6: what I'm saying. I used to say you need <laughs> two hands to do a lot of things. No thinking, yeah. no thinking, and I... and know that that. We're doing the worrying for you because we know how to worry positively.
0: <laughs> I
6: like that that's cool
0: <laughs> well we
6: we can change that word to positive thinking okay okay <laughs> so we're we're shifting that for you, and we are triggered by your energy. All you have to do is call in your mind, okay. Right now, we're contacting the angels to tell them to contact us. We're doing all that.
2: You know, because there's legions who are on our call with us and helping us on many levels. And they can contact us. And then we'll contact more legions. Okay. Mhm.
4: What I find helpful is just we can hold you, knowing that you are whole and complete, exactly mm-hmm. the way you are, and so is your daughter. You know, we don't we don't know what anything's for. We don't know what anybody's lessons for, but we know for one thing that this is an opportunity for healing in all levels. All family members and will you know the faith that we have it's it's hard to have faith during these times so we see we're holding the faith uh, for you and in um, extending our faith and um, blessing you with the goodness and the love and the joy that we know you are. And that's easier said. I I know. (laughs) I know, but thank you for sharing on a very deep level and for being vulnerable because it it is vulnerable
3: um, asking for help. And one thing too, Nancy, I just want to say is just be cautious when you're comparing yourself to others because As Jennifer says, comparing Mm. equals despairing, you know.
1: Yeah. Amen.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Because I know I do Uh, it sometimes on the call, too. It's like, well, I don't want to bring this up. You know, Linda's heartbroken right now, and I'm still worried about my stupid job. I feel so stupid, you know. And, And, Nancy, I know you've had your shoulder surgery, and, I mean, it's when you compare, it just makes you feel bad. At least it makes me feel bad, so.
6: Yeah, okay.
3: and, and know you're doing you're doing something right
6: because you weren't going to say anything, and Mary was in touch with that. So know that that line of communication must be open because whatever prompted Mary to ask, because we could have gone and- right to a prayer.
3: Oh, and you know what, Chris? Too right before Mary said that, I was gonna say. So, Nancy, how's your shoulder? Anyway, so it was when she said that I just got chills when she asked Nancy about that. So you're right; we are all connected.
5: Ooh, okay, thanks. I, I like that. That's really cool. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. I just been crying like all last night until this morning and until. <sighs> Okay. That's probably good. Cleansing stuff.
3: Another great affirmation, Nancy, is I am worthy because you are. You are worthy. And I want you to believe that as much as we believe it for you.
2: Okay.
6: God don't make junk.
2: (laughs) Never, (laughs) ever.
6: There you
0: go. (laughs) Well, everybody, this is Angela, and I'm so grateful to have witnessed your just beautiful sharing and support of one another and just wondering if anybody is feeling moved to pray the group out. Can I? This is Nancy. Can
2: I? Please, yeah. Okay.
5: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, every
2: angel, every being invisible that exists in the realm of love and light. For being with us, for hearing us, for connecting us, for helping us through one another. We thank you, we are grateful, we love you, and we will remember that we are all one in God's love no matter what no matter where no matter when forever and ever we are all one in your love and we thank you for for that Amen 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 Love you all Thank you people Mm -hmm. love and light love and light